Welcome to the Burnout to Breakthrough podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Shoemake. I'm here with keto expert and one of my favorite people, Dr. Rob Vasquez. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Rob. Yeah, man, Dr. Eric, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited today. I think I think what we talk about today is going to be huge for us guys. There's so much information out there for women. You know, it's time for us guys to be able to get some information on how to be able to make sure that we are um, truly living what it is that we're created to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and today's topic, I want the reason I'm really excited to have you on is because I want to talk about fat for fuel and how that builds testosterone. Because one of the I've done several episodes. One of them was on how I doubled my testosterone in 60 days uh, naturally, and had a lot of people that had interest in that. So, and I know you're an expert on how to use fat for fuel, and we're going to get into why uh, why men see testosterone decrease after the age of 40. Um, why it's an epidemic in the United States, how that affects you, and then what you can do about it to turn it around. So I can't wait to get into that. Um, but first, I wanted to, I know you, I know a little bit of your story. And as you know, this show is all about how to turn your your so-called so burnout into a breakthrough. So how to, when you're feeling stressed out, overwhelmed, exhausted, uh, those signs of neuroadrenal burnout, how you can listen to your body and you can use that kind of that setback for it to make it a setup for, you know, a better life. So what can you, how do you listen to your body, what it's trying to tell you and then say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do the second half of my life in maybe a different way than I did the first half of my life, a way that's more sustainable, a way that's less pushing uh, and, and less striving and more like allowing and attracting things into your life. So I know you have a little bit of a story on that, much like me and a lot of other a lot of other chiropractors, dentists, people that I've, I've talked to, we, we all seem to have the same story. We get out of school, we open a practice, we start rocking and rolling. And then somewhere around age 40, it seems like this, this kind of burnout starts to hit. So tell me a little bit about your story and, and, and maybe people can relate to that. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, I think you just said it. Uh, you, just, you just told my story. Yeah, I was uh, graduated from school, always, uh, you know, just, just always wanted to make sure that I was going to just do great, do great by, by my family, be able to uh, be able to take care of my wife, be able to take care of my kids. So started this, this practice and just started driving immediately. And so for me at that time, it was like, you know, my identity was either in me being a doctor or my identity being in the success that comes with being in, in a doctor, whether that be having more, more stuff, a bigger house, more cars, uh, more money, all of those different things. And, and obviously, for me to be able to be in the health profession as, as a doctor, you know, at the core of me was really being able to help and serve people. Yep. But once again, with helping and serving people, it still became about more, 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 more. Yeah. And then somewhere along, you know, somewhere on the along, along the way, when you start having more successes, you know, there's some fear that starts creeping in. And the fear that starts creeping in is, what if this isn't enough, mm-hmm. Right. Or what if this gets taken taken away from me? So you start holding on even harder, which makes you drive even harder, and just really just creates this this craziness uh, that was that was my life. Like you said, right at uh, I'm I'm 47 years old now. Right at around age 39 is when it really really hit me because I had a huge practice, was doing great by all you know, measures of success. And it was around that time where I remember I was traveling around the country speaking and doing a lot of doing a lot of teaching and then doing the same thing in our community. I was always I was always doing something. And I remember um, getting out of the car, my wife is, is dropping me off at the airport. I'm going to I'm going to a conference and, and, and I opened the door 
to get out of the car. And she, she says to me, she goes, hey, Rob, I love you. Have a great trip. And you know, it, and it was one of those conversations, it was one of those conversations where it was just like hit me straight through the heart. And it was even qu- kind of a quiet drive to the airport. So I knew something was up or not quite right. Yeah. And in, in Beverly, my wife says, you know what, you're a great, you're, you're, you're a, um, you're, you're great with helping others. You're great with helping people. You're great with helping students. You're great with helping other doctors, but you're just an okay husband and an okay dad to the point where you make me feel like I'm a single mother. Oh man. And I was like straight, straight through the heart. Yeah. And then I did the thing that we do as men. Sometimes I tried to justify that Well, I'm doing what it is that I'm doing for her and for yeah. And for the kids, and so I still, you know, I continue to keep on going, and it's, and it's crazy. It sucks, and it's cool at the same time. What God will do in your life, or allow to happen in your life, to get you to actually wake up. Because if you know, you would think that that would be a wake up call for me, but it really wasn't. The wake up call was this: is, and and I couldn't see it at the time, but. I had during around that same exact time, I had an injury where I fell off an eight foot fence, landed square on my shoulders, compressed my entire Spanish spine and shot, uh, shot the disc in between L2 and L3 out. Um, I had a 12 millimeter disc herniation. And as a result of that, I couldn't walk. And leading up to that point, and even at that point, I'd been training to to do marathons and I was doing a lot of running and then I would get to the point after that injury where I was like, oh, I'm okay. Nothing can happen to me. And I would run through the pain. Adrenaline would kick in and I would keep on going. I did a marathon and then about a month after the marathon, I woke up one morning and I was in intense pain and I could not move. I literally, I couldn't stand up. I couldn't, uh, I I could barely crawl to the bathroom just to be able to get myself dressed and then, of course, my hard-headedness was like, okay, I'll just get to the office. I'll get, to, I'll get treatment. I'll get adjusted, yeah. and everything will be better. Yeah. And I did that, and everything was not better, still in extreme pain. So that literally put me out, and, and I was literally on my back for months. Yeah. And that was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me because it did a couple things for me, Eric. One of the things that it did is it got me still – and when I say still, I would do be doing rehab in the middle of the living room, laying on my back. Yeah. And I would be, and I would be there for like two hours at a time. And it got me still enough to really allow number one, my family to be able to hang out with me because I, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't yep. move. Yep. And I remember my son would crawl up in between my legs as I was laying on my back and he'd go and he, and this is the, and this is what he would say is he goes, daddy, I really like you like this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, oh my gosh. And so it got me to be still and really start to appreciate the things in, in life that I had been taking for granted leading up to that. Number one being being my family. Yeah. And the second thing that it did for me during that time period is it made me do what I was doing to serve and help people a different way. Mm-hmm. It got me to start looking at my practice as a business versus everything being completely dependent on me. And that allowed me to now be on a quest as far as my own health went in order to be able to figure out exactly what to do 
for myself to be able to get me healthy and to be able to get me well again. But if it wouldn't have been for changing the model of how I was doing even my business or my practice, that could have never, ever happened because I still would have gone in even though I was in pain and tried to drive the practice. So that right there was my breakthrough for me was that accident. I thank God for that accident because if it wouldn't have been for that, um, it would have never got me to where we're at today. Yeah, you said uh, the word drive a couple of times. I think a lot of people listening relate to that. And what's interesting is, I guess two things. Number one is you didn't lose your purpose. You found your purpose. You know, a lot of times we, we go through this burnout and we think we're, what's wrong with me? I don't care as much as I used to care. What's the matter? And there's nothing wrong, right? It's like, this is, this is all the way, you know, God's designed it so that you're going to listen finally, right? Um, so you have, you know, even more of a purpose and you're more connected to your purpose now, I would say, than you were then. Your, your family, much better connection with your family. Awesome husband, awesome dad. Um, so I think that's a lesson I think everybody can learn. But you also touched on the first thing being, I think we drive so much and it's out of fear. I was just doing a, a call with somebody yesterday, a coaching call with a, a doc I work with. And we were talking about, he was saying, everything's going really well, but I still have a lot of anxiety. And I'm like, well, that, that comes from our desire to control everything. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to push so hard that I'm going to eliminate any uncertainty from my life. You know, like if I just push hard enough, this stuff can never be taken away from me. And you realize it can always be taken away from you. You know? Oh, that's such, such an illusion. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I think a lot of us have to be hit in the head with a two by four. Like me, I had, I had some similar kind of small symptoms. And then I had, when I, when I broke my arm on my mountain bike and couldn't do what I, what I, what I did anymore, that, I had the same exact story. I remember went to my, uh, I went to like Hobby Lobby with my, with my family, which I would never normally have done on a Thursday. <laughs> and my wife's like, I really like having you around. This is nice. You know? So, um, I guess anybody listening, I, I just, we just encourage you to, to, to pay attention, you know, maybe before we did, don't be quite as, as hard headed as we are. So let's go ahead and get into, uh, the topic today. I'm, I'm excited to talk about fat for fuel. Yes. Yeah. I'd say all the rage right now. Um, I think there's a lot of confusion around it. So I think you can clear some things up for us. But um, I talked about uh, my quest to double my testosterone. So I started doing things like, you know, I was doing weight training or some high intensity interval training. Um, I eliminated sugar uh, from my lifestyle. But one of the main things I did was I started eating a lot of fat. Um, mm -hmm. And I went re really largely ketogenic. Um, the problem is I didn't, I couldn't stick with it. Like you're going to talk about it a little bit here, right? It's just really tough to stick with it because it's just so incredibly strict. And when, when you get into ketosis and I was heavily into ketosis, you don't want to like get out of it. But if you do get out of it, it's like such an effort to get back into ketosis again. So it's a huge pain. But so I want to kind of dumb this down into just how we can use fat for fuel to build testosterone because like so many men in the same age range, your testosterone starts to decline because of stress, because of poor diet, because of environmental toxins. How can we train our bodies to start building testosterone through fat? And tell us why that's so important. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome question. And I think because most of us men, we never really think about hormones as being an issue. We think of that as being like, that's a women uh, issue, right? And so that's something that they have to deal with. Our women are, are being hormonal. But the real, reality is that we're the exact same way, where maybe estrogen for women is testosterone for men. Yep. And we number one is we have to recognize that. And we got to make sure that we understand how that, even, how that even works. So if you look at testosterone, Testosterone is a hormone, right? Yep. And so testosterone is a fat-soluble hormone. So there's, when you look at testosterone, for example, it's made of 17 carbon chains. And so when we look at, at fats, depending on the length of the chain of the fat, the building block of that is also carbon. So what that means is 
if you're gonna build a house, for example, you're gonna need some lumber. In order to be able to do that, the fats would be the lumber or the foundation or the frame of the house that you need. And so you've gotta have fats in order to be able to make sure that your body is building testosterone. And the studies are all there. And so the studies show that whenever, whenever people are specifically men, and it would be the same for women, but more so with men, whenever we get short chain fats, in medium chain fats into our diet, hormone levels will rise. Mm. And when those are the testosterone levels will rise and insulin levels go down. So, and so that's, yeah, so go ahead. What is a short chain versus medium chain versus a, I guess a long chain? So just kind of in layman's yeah. terms, what would you consider a long chain versus medium versus short chain? So yeah, so to make it simple, so what we're looking at as far as the chain goes is the number of carbons that okay. are in the chain, right? Okay. So short chain is going to be one carbon to five carbons. Okay. Medium chain is going to be six to 12. Okay. And then everything over 12 is going to be long chain fats. So what kind of foods would be like a long chain fat? When people think so, of fat, okay, what can I eat? Um, yep. What would be like a long chain fat versus a shorter chain fat? So long chain fat is going to be like your vegetable oils, like your corn oil, right? Okay. Um, you're going to have things like the, uh, the, the sunflower oil is going to be a longer, a longer chain. Yep. So anything, when you go to the supermarket to make it easy, if it's like, um, if it's really light colored, yeah. like which is going to be your vegetable oils and your corn oils, yep. don't put that into your body because what the studies show is that the longer the chain the lower the amount of testosterone that's produced. Mm, okay. okay. Yep. So that's, that's huge right there. So now you've got your medium chain fats. Yep. So medium chain fats are going to be like your coconut oil is okay. a medium is an example of a medium chain fat and not to get too technical, but then you start getting into your mono and saturated fats, which is going to be in the, in the medium chain fat range, which is going to be like an avocado oil, for example, mm, okay. along with the coconut oil is going to be in that same, in that same family. What about butter? Where, where would butter fit in there? So butter is gonna is gonna land in the short chain fats. Okay. okay. So nothing wrong with butter. In fact, butter's got lots of great fats. And here's the cool thing about the fats that you get from butter is because the chains are shorter, mm -hmm. they're more easily easily digested by the gut, and then your gut can be able to turn that then into utilizing ketones for fuel much quicker than a can of medium chain, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem with the butter though. The butter, if you're eating butter that's pasteurized, yep. it's taking all the digestive enzymes out, so your body can't digest it. But not only that. I know a lot of people have an allergy to butter. Like I'll, I'll notice when mm -hmm. I eat when I eat butter or when I was eating a lot of butter, I would do eggs, I would do it in butter, but then I would start, my eyes would start running, my nose would start running. So my body's obviously kind of rejecting that. So you're saying that's from the pasteurization of the butter. It's from the pasteurization as well as the milk solids that are still in there, which many people are allergic to. So you've got like your casein that's in there, the whey, the lactate or the lactose that's in there. So all of the milk solids that are in there, people are allergic to, which is why People have chosen not to use short chain triglycerides or short chain fatty acids as a way to be able to get their fats in there because they're so allergic to those different things, right? Mm, okay. And so that right there then presents a problem or presents a challenge. And then you've got your, now here's the problem with the medium chains. With the medium chains, because for example, like if you've got an MCT oil and medium, also- Medium chain triglyceride oil, right? Medium chain triglyceride oil, yep. which- Medium chain triglycerides are in coconut oil. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
okay? Yeah. Here's the but. In order to get the medium chain liquid at room temperature, which is the MCT oil that you would see on the shelves, it's gotta be fractionated, so they've gotta break the bonds. So right. when you break the bonds, now your body doesn't know what to do with that, and it doesn't have the enzymes in there to be able to break it down in order to be able to make it usable mm. for your hormones to build your testosterone levels. It's not using it, and it's stressful on the gut. So now you have people that have like diarrhea or yeah. bloating. They call it, uh, there's actually a name for that. The term for that is disaster pants. <laughs> <laughs> So now you've got disaster pants, but people are still doing it because they're like, oh my gosh, I got to get my medium chains in there. So because I don't, I don't of think that. that's worth it. That does not sound like a good payoff. Uh, I, I don't think I would take disaster pants in exchange for high testosterone. I don't know about that. Exactly. Why'd you have to leave the gym today? Because uh, I crapped my pants. <laughs> that's bad news. So, so let me ask you this. So anybody listening right now, if, if the way I see this is if they're eating a lot of long chains, long chain fat, fats, which is like vegetable oils, and vegetable oils are things like safflower, sunflower oil, those things that are in cookies, crackers, breads, those types of things. You want to start eliminating that. Um, Immediately. What, can, what kind of good fats can they start adding? And, and I know what I, what I love what you've done with, with the SCT oil, we'll talk about that in a second as well. So I think that's a, that's a great way to do it because I think people get overwhelmed. They're like, well, what can I do, right? So what's a good place, I guess, for people to start if they want to start building their testosterone? I think one is decreasing sugar, decreasing you know, the things that cause inflammation and those things. Right. 100%. 100%. I'd say that'd be, that'd be number one. Yep. And then when now, if you wanted to add an ideal fat, what would you say, what would be the best option there? The ideal fat is, is this, and you just teed it, teed it up. It's going to be short chain triglycerides. Yeah. Not from butter. So what we did is we were able to, with myself and my, my partner with, with this project, Dr. Randy Johns, is we were able to just extract the SCT oil out from the butter before it actually becomes butter from grass-fed dairy. And we had to get it from a specific size cow because we had to make sure that the enzymes were small enough to make sure that it was digestible. But what we did is we took out all of the milk solids from it so it's now hypoallergenic. So those people who were allergic, like you were saying with your, you know, with your eyes watering yeah. from eating, eating grass-fed butter, they don't have that problem. Or the people who had like, they've had uh, their gallbladder removed, they yeah. can be able to do this. People with any kind of dairy sensitivities, irritable bowel syndromes, yeah. um, Crohn's disease, all of those folks that had all those things that said that you could never ever again have butter or dairy can do the SCT oil, which is phenomenal That's because huge. now yes, yeah, it's, it's huge. And even those same people with those gut problems can't do the MCT oil. So this is huge. And the fact that we can now be able to get the short chains in there, you get so many different health benefits from the different carbons that are in there. So like, for example, it's heavy in butyric acid, which is one of the carbons that are in the short chains of butyric acid helps to be able to promote testosterone production. Wow. It helps to decrease it helps to decrease inflammation. It helps to be able to give energy. All yeah. of the all of the great things that happen with our hormone happen with that that chain that's inside there, which is the C4 that's inside the uh, in, inside the SCT oil, which is which is fantastic. That's my favorite part. And then you've got great things that happen with the C5 and the other chains that are in there. But but anyway, so that's where I would start is I would say definitely want to start off with that SCT oil 
in order to be able to really start creating a firm foundation for your body because our body and where SCT comes from or short chain triglycerides come from inside the body is that your body can naturally produce it by fermenting vegetables or fibrous vegetables. The problem is all the toxins that are in the vegetables and people don't eat enough vegetables or we don't have enough time yeah. to eat the amount of vegetables that we require to be able to truly build um, the, you know, those fats, those good fats inside the body. Yeah. I went plant-based for a while and it, my digestive system was a mess just yep. from, I was eating so many vegetables and it was just so uncomfortable. I was so bloated, you know, it's <laughs> absolutely crazy. So I think this is a good, uh, a good place to start for people. Cause if, if a lot of people that I think listen to the show also listen to like Tim Ferriss podcast and he talks about like Kerrygold butter or, yeah. or ghee, but this sounds like a much better option because you're getting rid of the milk solids, you're getting rid of the things that are causing allergies for so many people. And I think a lot of people, they don't even realize that they are allergic to dairy and butter and stuff because we're not talking about lactose intolerance. We're talking about something completely different. Um, so this is, a, I think, a great place for people to start. So if people wanted to find SCT oil, let, let's start there. So I guess maybe a couple of steps. If you, if you want to say, I'm gonna, I want to try to double my testosterone, um, if they wanted to start with SCT oil, number one, where do they find that? And then is there, do you have, you know, anything else with some more advice for people that really need some work on their diet? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the place to go is going to be SCTOil.com. So the letter S is in Sam, C yep. is in cat, T um, is in Tom, oil.com. That's where I would, that's where I would start. Okay. And the then I know step. you guys do the yeah. ketobolic method too. So yeah. if somebody needs a little bit more of a guide, right? Like, okay, what can I eat? What can I eat? What are the things I should be putting in my body? I love the ketobolic method because it's not a ketogenic diet. It's, it's, it's much more doable and sustainable, right? Yeah. And that's the biggest challenge that we have right now with the ketogenic diet is it's not sustainable or people start having like weird, crazy health problems because they're doing a version of it. And we call that death by dabbling. Like they had a friend of theirs that was on a keto diet. Yep. And they're like, I, so, so all I'm doing right now is I'm, what they'll do is they'll say, you know what, I'm, I'm having, I've got more, and this is true story. I just got somebody send me a, a direct message and they say, Hey, Dr. Rob, I've got this stomach pain um, on my right side and I don't, I don't know what's causing it. Um, I've been doing keto now for, for a couple of months and I'm like, well, I have no idea what version of a ketogenic diet that you're exactly. doing. Exactly. And then they go on to tell me, they go, I've had more dairy in the last couple of months than I've had in my entire life. Oh, dude, it's all cream cheese. When, like when I did it, like it was cream cheese and like spinach and, and meat, you know, it was, it was, and I'm like, I know this is not what I should be doing in my body. So, so if I wanted to kick into like the ketobolic method, um, what's, yeah. what's the difference there, I guess, just real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Well, number one, it's not a diet. Okay. So it's, it's all real food based. We're not going to be hacking your health or doing a lot of supplementation to supplement what your body should be getting. So we tell you exactly what foods you should be eating. So you do the ketabolic method. As soon as you, you get started with it, we immediately send you the exact food list. Okay. So if you're anything like me, I need simple. Yeah. So like my wife tells me to go to the grocery store. I'm like, give me a list. Don't just send me there. Yeah. And so we give you a shopping list that guides you through exactly what to buy. And then we give you an actual journal that tells you what to eat and when to eat it. That's we cool. give you the recipe guide that has those foods from the shopping list in there that tells you exactly what to cook and how to cook it. So it takes you through it step by step. And here's the cool thing is number one, it's only 21 days. Yep. Super simple. And number two, what people say after they've done it for the 21 days, they said, hey, you know what? I tried keto before. This is so much easier. 
this is something that I can do yep. for the rest of my life. So yep. it's now become a lifestyle. So that's, that's, what's, that's what's great about the ketobolic method. Which is cool because I think the, the key, when, I, when you get into a ketogenic diet, it kind of puts you in jail because once you get into the, key, the ketosis and you really you get the ketones in your blood, it's like I'm like a crack addict. I'm like, I, I love seeing those ketones because I know I'm burning fat. And there's a ton of, and we'll have to do another episode in the future on just why it's so good to be a fat burner rather than a sugar burner. It's more energy, it's weight loss, anti-aging, more testosterone, all kinds of great things. But what I love about what you guys are doing is it's, it doesn't kind of put you in jail. You can still fall off the wagon, so to speak, and it doesn't like ruin what you've done for the last six months. So where do people find the ketobolic method? Yeah, so that's easy. Just uh, ketobolicmethod.com. Okay, ketobolicmethod.com. Awesome. Yep. So um, last thing before we wrap it up, just what, what advice do you have on lifestyle? Because we really try to divide this on the show into body and lifestyle. Like we got to fix our hormones. We got to fix our neurotransmitters, cortisol levels and all of those things. But then lifestyle is another big side of it. So I always like to end with a, a mindset or lifestyle tip. If you feel like if somebody feels like they're, they're relating to what we're talking about on the show with this burnout, what's something you would tell them that they can uh, maybe make a tweak in their thinking today? Here's here's a tweak. I'd say this is if you're if if your identity is rooted in your success, then you're going to be one loss away or one failure away from your entire world crashing. Yeah. And so what I would say is just remember remember who you really are yeah. and who God created you to be. And if you're confused or don't know what, what, what that is, the cool thing is we know that God created all of us in his image. So we can start there, yeah. right? So if our identity is in that and it's in love, and number one, loving yourself yeah. versus being in love with success, mm. you know what? You're not going to have those super high highs, but then just lower crashes. Yeah. And that was, that was my life before. You know, one of my one of my coaches that helped me with this through this burnout, he he introduced this concept called a delta of zero, which I had never heard before because I was always trying to get on, man. Like if I if I was if I was doing a talk or if I was speaking to people or whatever, I was just trying to get my energy up as high as I possibly could because I was serving a lot of people. Same thing, it came from a good place, but I, I would go adjust a couple hundred people in a day, you know. So I had to be on. But he talked about he's like, my goal is to have a delta of zero, which means I don't have to get up, I don't have to get down. I just I get up, I get myself right, and I'm able to be present in that moment. So you're not going, like you said, from high to high to low to high to high, because that's what jacks your hormones up so much. So um, I think that's awesome advice, man. I really appreciate you being on, sharing your story, being transparent, but also the work you guys are doing, you and Dr. Randy are doing with this, this, the SCT oil and the ketobolic method, because I think so many people, especially men need this right now. So really appreciate, appreciate you being on. We'll have to do another episode in the future where we talk more about fat burning. I think people will be into it. Absolutely. I'd love to, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks brother. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely.